Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by one of the stars of season 21 of NBC's The Voice. The mom of two is showing everyone she can handle two jobs and the pressure of John Legend. We welcome Brittany Bree. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Brittany, let's go beyond the mic. Why was this time the right time for you to audition? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I have a great answer. Um, I auditioned um, three other times. This was actually my fourth time. My uncle passed from COVID last year, and he auditioned for America's Got Talent, and he actually made it. But he died from COVID before he was able to be on the show. So I figured that I would carry on the family, uh, the family's legacy by doing this. So what a great person to pick, John Legend, because I'm carrying on the leg- legacy of our family. That was the reason that I auditioned this year was for my uncle. Your uncle inspired you for your musical taste. But how? Which way? He inspired me so much. He not only sung gospel music, but he would send me videos of R&B artists and tell me, I think you could cover this song. And, you know, I grew up singing church music. I never sung secular music. So I think it would make him so proud to know that I actually got on TV and sung a secular song because he wasn't just so uptight that he didn't embrace R&B music as well. So... He challenged me since I was maybe like eight years old to pick up the torch that he was at, that he already, you know, had lit. So he passed the torch to me. My uncle was a great influence over my life, and he is the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing today. How difficult was losing your uncle? I mean, if he was here, he would have been on America's Got Talent and watching you shine on The Voice. Um, It's very hard. For me, because, you know, people say, well, he's looking down on you and I I bet he's so proud. But to actually see it, you know, my family believe in giving people their roses or their flowers while they're living. I wasn't able to give that to him while he was living. And so I think he would be beyond proud of me. I think he would be (laughs) jumping up and down, as they would say, peacock proud of me uh, to see that I finally did what I always wanted to do in life and what he always said that I would do. We used to often call him prophet as well because we believe that God sent him to be a prophet. And he prophesied this moment to me that it would happen, that I would be a superstar and my name would be in big lights and that um, the world would see me the way he saw me. And so it's very difficult knowing that he would never get to see that. But it brings me great joy in my heart to know that I carried on his legacy, even though he's not here to see it. The last year was difficult for us all with the pandemic. It's hard not being able to sing. No gigs. Singing in church six feet apart. How hard is it when your heart and soul is music and because the pandemic, you're trapped? It's so hard to not be able to pick up a mic and do what you really love to do. I would go live and do um, something called quarantine and sing with me. And so um, that was just a little joy that I had of because like you said, last year was a horrible year. I mean, I lost so many family members. I lost more than maybe 10 family members to COVID. It was like the year of tragedy, but I made the best of it, singing and yelling throughout the house. And my brother and his girlfriend lives with me. So we had so much fun in that time. Constantly told me to shut up and uh, <laughs> go in my room. You said, quote, I want to turn my light down because others can't handle it. 
I'm going to let it shine, boo, unquote. <laughs> Talk about the confidence you've had after a four-chair turn. Well, I have to give that credit to God because even when I go back and look at my blind audition, I look at myself and how confident I was and how I just caused the, the atmosphere to shift when I opened my mouth and that light shine, you know. I believe, some would say in the church world, that I'm anointed. And anointing doesn't walk in a room and fight for attention. It is the attention when it walks in the room. You know, I just feel as though his light shined through me because it wasn't me. Now, so you found out you're going to be on The Voice. Everyone has this opinion on who should be your coach. Of course. What were some of the reasons people gave you to pick your coach? Um, to be honest with you, I was warring in my head up there between Kelly and John. I didn't, I haven't told anybody that, but, um, I was warring in my head because Kelly brought out some good points and she said some good things, but John, he's just like that, that home. Like he said, it it hit home for me because he's from the church and he understands where I'm coming from. And this is my first time singing secular music and my first time stepping outside of church. So it just felt like home and it just felt like the right thing to do. And so, you know, of course, all my family back home is like, go with John. But it wasn't because of what they said. It just feels like home to me. You know, some people say, why didn't you go with Kelly? Why didn't you go with Ariana? But um, or why didn't you go with Blake? But I felt picking John was the best thing for me. He made the best song selections for me. And I just believe he was just the best coach to go with overall. What's the importance of picking the right coach for this competition? Um, it's important to pick the right judge because just like I said a few minutes ago, because I'm from the church and because John is from the church, he knew what type of songs that would fit my voice and not everybody knows what would fit your voice. They can give you a song that even though you can sing, it might not be for you. I think it's very important that your coach know you. And he knows your type or your style is, or what you should be singing as an artist. So in this competition, you definitely need to know how to maneuver and get through the competition because there's a lot of great talent on the show. Sometimes the song selection will stop you from moving forward. This season was the season of the church. Plenty of talent that grew up and brought up (laughs) in the church. Oh, yeah, it is. Why was this cast so perfect in your mind? For me, it was perfect because... I feel like I'm able to show the world that that you can bring a bridge between gospel music and secular music because some gospel people listen to only gospel music. They'll never step outside and listen to secular music. And some secular music say, well, I never listen to gospel music. I just believe that it brought a bridge people that would never listen to gospel people that would never listen to secular. They met in the middle and say, Hey, I listen to both of them. If she's singing it, you know, I have so much feedback saying, I've never heard this song. She took us to church and I haven't been to the church in a while. You know, so I think I bridged a gap, a big gap in the music world, period. You know, it's time for the Rocky Nate with Brittany Bree from season 21 of NBC's The Voice. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. (laughs) Okay. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Dogs. Hey, cats. How many tattoos do you have? Um, 
think six. What's the last gift you gave each of your kids? The last, uh, LOL. I'm so sick of those. <laughs> yes, it's called a LOL surprise gifts for kids. <laughs> yes, they are very popular. <laughs> How about the song you sing the most in the shower? Um, a Girl Like Me by Jasmine Sullivan. The most useless talent you have. Um, I'm double jointed in my arms. It's a talent, I think. <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> One thing you always forget at the grocery store. Um, sugar. How about your perfect weekend getaway? Um, on an island somewhere. On a cruise. On a cruise ship. <laughs> What's the most expensive thing you've lost? Oh, just the other day, my smartwatch. I just lost it like three days ago. It's time for the back half with Brittany Bree beyond the mic. Are you sure that's the last thing you've lost? Because I've heard you've lost a purse at the laundry. Did I? At the hotel? I did. How did you know? <laughs> it was a peak bag. <laughs> I did. Where did you lose it? In the laundry room. <laughs> Somebody came and stole it. I let one of the contestants, one of my friends, borrow it. And we went back in there and somebody took it. And I was trying to get them to run cameras and everything else. But um, it was never compensated. Sorry. Poor you. Poor me. I heard you also have the title of chief celebrity spotter at the hotel. <laughs> Something like that. What? I, I can't even remember his name, but I know he played off of Greenleaf. Oh, my gosh. What is his name? We took pictures together and everything. The importance of picking the right song once you hit the knockouts. Right. Before you're at the will of the coaches and whatever song they want you to sing, but now it's all on you. One wrong song and you're gone. Well, for my last two performances, I've shown how much I can be a powerhouse. This time I want to show how I can be a quiet storm. I've showed the power in my voice. Now I want to show the stillness, but there's still power in the stillness. So, you know, I want to be able to show that this Time in the knockouts. Aren't we ready? Now, you love fashion. How would you describe your style? It's a, I don't know how I would describe my style. I just love anything that looks good. Anything that looks good. Now, would you model if someone asked you to? Yes, absolutely. I would. I love clothes. I love fashion. I love dressing up. What trick or tip did John give you that will help you for your future? Um, To be confident. And be confidently you. Because there are thousands of people watching and eyes that are watching you when you step on that stage. And you have to step into the artist of who you are and be confident in it. What will you take from all these amazing contestants and how important they are to you? Oh my gosh, I've uh, gained so many friendships. Win or lose, I feel like I've already won because of the connections, because of uh, the people that I met. They're more so like family. We're like family. From Jonathan to KCK3 to Janora to Shadell to uh, Katie Ray to Girl Named Tom to Joy Reunion. Oh, I can go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, um, we got to know each other. We had nothing but time on our hands to get to know each other and to know a glimpse and a piece of each of uh, the stories of the people that are, are actually on the show is beautiful to see them on TV and see them glow and go. So I feel like I won even if I lose because connections is something that you can never take away. You can never take that back. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for 
just everything as a whole on the voice it was a great it's a great platform for me so i'm just grateful win or lose i feel like i've already won who's the last person you texted from the show oh my gosh Samara. I just talked to Samara this morning. <laughs> if you're enjoying this conversation, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, authors, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and a subscribe. Thanks. It's time for one big question with Brittany Bree from season 21 of NBC's The Voice Beyond the Mic. Brittany, what's the most uncomfortable moment in your life and how did you handle it? The most uncomfortable moment in my life? The most uncomfortable moment in my life would have been when I had my girls and I had to step up and make some decisions that I didn't want to make. And I had to put a lot of things on hold and I had to um, do some things that I didn't want to do. That was the most hardest thing that I had to conquer in my life. And now I feel like I've just arrived to the plate of showing them something different. What do you want to show your kids from your time on The Voice? I want my kids to know that, to see and know that it doesn't matter how big your dream is, never stop dreaming. It doesn't matter how wild the dream is. If your dreams don't scare you, then they're not big enough. So I want them to know that whatever dream that they have, it can come true. And I'm showing them that through the show. She has six tattoos. Lost. 10 family members to COVID always forgets the sugar. We thank Brittany Bree from NBC's The Voice for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.